This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, let's keep it going. The sizzling crew, the NFL postseason crew here for the uh, Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Randy McKay and Jonathan Von Tobel, another perfect week last week. Both unders for Randy comes in. That helps, helps it. Brock Purdy went out as well. And JVT with the first half. Uh, the first half, Kansas City, minus a half, a little plus money there. And then the under in San Francisco in Philadelphia, 16 of 19, 16 of three. Randy, is that profitable? Always. <laughs> the, the monosyllabic uh, Randy McKay, everyone. Uh, JVT, come on, Randy, that's damn good. Boy, I'm, I'm, but the, JVT, I guess we're we get a, we're journalists, we're I guess uh, broadcasters slash recreational gamblers, maybe experienced sports gamblers, but the even keel professional sports handicapper. There you go, Randy McKay. Damn it, Randy, that's exciting. Sixteen and three. <laughs> JVT, what a run, huh? It's it's a run, but I think as Randy would probably put it, uh, you don't want to put a damper on it. But 19 game sample size, right? Kind of small, uh, but you always like nice runs like that, especially when it comes to a sport like the National Football League. So um, I'll take it. <laughs> what would have happened if Brock Purdy uh, was healthy in that game? I'll start with you, Randy. What do you think was was developing in that game? Well, we've seen the scenario before where kind of Shanahan. Screwed up, probably should have challenged that fourth down. Oh, I'd say. That would have changed some things. Brock Purdy being healthy. You know, we saw him keep it close with Johnson in there for for a lot of the game till he got hurt, and then it was, you know, the game turned into a debacle and, uh, you know, great in-game betting oh. under, under, under opportunity. Uh of course, the books out there put out some flare numbers that uh, suck me in on the uh, suck me in to take some San Fran, but that's that's okay. They do that sometimes, and uh, but uh, yeah, the game would have been close, would have been right down to the wire, and I think that's what maybe we'll get in this Super Bowl. JVT, what do you think? Uh, I, I, would, I would agree. I, I think, too, when you looked at the way that that was playing out, I don't – I mean, I think Philadelphia, there's a good chance they lose. I don't think Jalen Hurts was playing well in that game at all uh, before they got to just go to their whole, oh, let's just hand it off every single play offense because the other quarterback only has one arm and he can't throw it. Hurts was really inaccurate. He was missing throws. He missed A.J. Brown on that what would have been a touchdown it looked like. He had a real good step yeah. on his guy. 
down the right sideline. And if they're forced to play like a game, right, where Hertz actually has to do stuff with his arm, I think they're in a pretty dangerous spot Philadelphia is in that game because San Francisco's defense did a really good job for the most part and making it look uncomfortable for Jalen Hurts. And I'd also say, like, to Randy's point, in that game, you know, I would say sometimes don't be afraid when the obvious is staring you in the face. When Brock Purdy went down, I doubled down on Philadelphia. I went under in-game as well. Yeah. Like, there are some pretty good opportunities, especially when those markets are, are popping up. You know, the first number that was available after Purdy went down, I remember, it was like eight and a half. At one point, it went under, I think it was 43 or 44. So th- those present some really good in-game opportunities as well when you get those pretty obvious injuries, and especially when it looked like Christian McCaffrey was going to start playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. They were in a bad spot. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a tough one, um, and they, they they just didn't have a chance. And still, uh, and, and Shanahan, man, he, I, do we include this in big spot gaffes? Whether it's Atlanta, you know, blowing at Lee when he's calling the plays there, and uh, you know, called a passing play to put him out of field goal range when it could have put him ahead up eight late in the fourth quarter uh, in the, the, the New England, uh, getting away from the running game in the San Francisco Kansas City Super Bowl. Uh, and here, how does he not challenge? I mean, Devontae Smith, I know one thing. I don't want Shanahan on my poker team. If he can't read, what is Devontae Smith doing? He's going crazy telling all 10 of his, is he invisible to the San Francisco sideline? You don't have to. I mean, it's early in the first half. Burn a first half timeout. Uh, I'm critical of him. All right, let's talk to a couple about a couple of angles uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And Randy, we'll start with you. Um this is an easy path. The Giants were an overachieving team. This is an easy path. Um, and then, of course, when you're down to your fourth-string quarterback, and then when Purdy comes back in, he can't even throw but a, a dump off. I mean, it's, you know, so it's as easy path as you get. They also had their schedule was – their division was tougher than anybody thought, probably the toughest division in all of football uh, by record uh, this year. But the um, – but they've blown out everybody. But then again, they have what the best quarterbacks they've faced this year were Dak Prescott once and Kirk Cousins. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was not quite, you know, you know, in, kick it into gear when they played them early in the season, those nasty uh, conditions up in Philadelphia. What is it? Philadelphia can't do any better. They've got a complete roster. But damn it, it's kind of untested. We're certainly going to see a much better quarterback on Sunday. What's your thoughts, Randy? Yeah, and the AFC's been uh, power ranked a little bit higher. Their elite teams are higher than the NFC teams. So we'll have to wait and see. Of course, Philly can only play what was in front of them. They have a very good offense and defensive lines. We know that strength is there. We'll see if it comes to play against the Chiefs. Chiefs have a very good offensive line. And their defensive line stepped up to uh, get them the win against Cincinnati, even though we don't, we didn't really like that result. You know, we kind of won Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, but unfortunately we have to put up another KC Super Bowl. So I have to wait and see. You know, I always had the, had the AFC teams ranked higher than the NFC teams. I had KC, I had Buffalo, you know, maybe even Cincinnati would have been a higher power ranked in this spot as well. So I'm surprised we're getting points and getting plus money here. So uh, that's kind of the way I'm leaning. All right, JVT, what do you think about the Eagles? They've been dominant, but again, there's a little bit of, you know, okay, this is not exactly murderer's row they're going through. No, I think it's a fair comparison. I'll, I'll give you this step. So uh, Jeff Sagrin, who has his uh, rankings and whatnot, if you go back down to two, the 2000 um, in past Super Bowl history, 
there have been 13 instances in which two teams have met in the Super Bowl with their strength of schedule by Sagan's rankings have a difference or 10 or more spots. The team that played the better schedule, 10 and three straight up, eight and five against the spread, and that team would be Kansas City this time around. You know, to Randy's point, like the, this team has been a little bit more battle tested. They have played harder opponents. The Eagles, one of the reasons why a lot of people liked the Eagles, including my own coworker, uh, Matt Humans, right? They had the easiest strength of schedule coming into the year, and it did play out in that fashion. So I think that when you have the situations like this it's not that the eagles aren't ready for the opponent that they face guys i think it's just that the market has too much noise over the course of a 16 game sample size against lesser opponents that it overvalues a team like the philadelphia eagles so uh, i would agree generally like i i thought that the market hanging initially chiefs minus two and a half was the right number i was really surprised uh, the way that it swung so quickly in the direction of philadelphia i thought part of that was the market overreacting to the wide receiver injuries for Kansas City, not really accounting for the fact that there's two weeks for these guys to get ready for the game. But I think ultimately when it comes to being tested, I think we have a, a lot of evidence to show that maybe the team that was you know, walking through some lesser opponents probably is a little overvalued by the market because of the schedule they faced. All right. Uh, so, uh, Randy, you uh, you like the Chiefs and at uh, Bet Rivers, uh, it's, it's one and a half pretty much everywhere. One thing about the Super Bowl line, once it is established for the first couple of days, it, it's it's not moving much. You know, the rest of the, you know, the remaining 11, 12 days, not much at all. Um, Randy, it's one and a half, but you're looking maybe to either buy it up to three, which is minus 152 at Bet Rivers, or take the money line, which is plus 107. Yeah, I would look at just taking the money line rather than buying up to plus three, minus 152. Of course, I got plus three, minus 110. So uh, I got a pretty nice line in my pocket here. There's some... Uh, anti-chiefs money here in Colorado at a at a road book so uh, but I would recommend I got plus 120 on the money line plus 107 isn't a bad price so if you I definitely look at that as far as taking the chiefs in this game this game will you know it should be a nice high variance type game a little too exciting probably for us prop betters but we'll have to wait and see and uh, find some props that aren't that high variant JVT you got the Chiefs as well? Yeah, I bet them uh, earlier in the week at plus 110, so around that price that Randy was talking about. I mean, I think, as I said, I'm somebody who made this just under that Chiefs minus 2.5 number, so I think if you're getting even money or anything, a plus sign next to it, I think it's worth betting here with Kansas City on that money line. Um, you know, a lot of better say it all the time. I, I, like, I rarely use it, but I do think the wrong team's uh, favored uh, in this matchup against Philadelphia. So uh, I'll go with that. But I agree. Like, I think if you're getting that money line price instead of laying 110 at like minus or plus one and a half, I think at that point you're just playing a little bit of a plus price on the money line or even money. And that's where I went. Well, I bet Rivers, that's at plus 107 right now, as yep. I said. So that's a nice, uh, you know, as you, as far as your range, that's on the better half uh, of that range. So, um, Anything you guys want to add to the officiating at the end of the Cincinnati-Kansas City game? Or uh, just a general thoughts on what you saw. One thing is for sure, uh, you Patrick Mahomes, I mean, it's courageous effort, man. He's obviously, I mean, that, most guys aren't even playing. If it's a regular season game, he's not playing, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in that one. But, uh, I mean, uh, a, a, a crazy one uh, at the end with the uh, field goal. Randy? Yeah, the officiating is what it is. We just got to live with it as betters. You know, maybe they weren't getting the right side of the call. The unfortunate roughing the uh, guy out of the bounds, you know, that was an obvious call that they had to make. This Carl Sheffers is roughing the game in the Super Bowl. 
and we've seen him, his crew, I don't know if it's an all-star crew or what they do, but we've seen him kind of melt down in pressure situations. And uh, so uh, hopefully we don't get this in the Super Bowl, but, uh, you know, it's hard to handicap if officials, you know, we, we've talked, we both would, would have liked to had Cincinnati in there instead of KC. It probably would have been easier for the props as well. Of course, I did well last time KC was in the Super Bowl. It seemed like they overbet Mahomes, they overbet Kelsey where I was. And I flipped my position. I actually liked the Chiefs then pregame, and I flipped over to Tampa, and it worked out pretty well. I don't think I'll do it this time. I think uh, with Reed and Mahomes, we just got too much experience here against the young Eagles with Hurts and Sirianni. Uh, JVT, you almost had it perfect. Your first half, uh, Kansas City, and then Cincinnati was, boy, how many times has Burrow not, you know, make you pay for keeping them hanging around? They were actually up to minus 180 in-game was their high point uh, in the game. Your 15-to-1 ticket uh, had a hell of a run at Cincinnati to win it all. Yeah, it did, but I got something out of it. So that's the important part, right? As you mm-hmm. get to that position and then you can get something off of it. Profitability. Um, yeah, that's right. So uh, happy about that. I would have liked to have a 15-1 ticket alive in the Super Bowl, but uh, you can get some money out of it. I, I'd also say, too, you know, to Randy's point about Sheffers and what we're going to see here, it's going to be interesting because he's known to um, to like himself on camera, throw a lot of flags, and uh, that would lend itself to a little bit of a higher scoring affair if you're going to get a lot of penalties, um, especially because we know the way the game is called. So that's something to keep in mind. But uh, also some penalty-related props that are out there too. Might want to look at those because uh, Sheffers does like to throw the, the laundry around quite a bit. You know, Randy, we like uh, normally we like unders. You know, there's a value in the unders, and certainly with these props, uh, you know, if you it's just it's just even more extreme to the public kind of driving these numbers. And if you do like any of the unders, we ask you to wait. You know, this is a classic chalk early dogs late. You know, with the uh, the totals and the props, uh, but also is this this more with more flags over more? We talking about the Eagles? We just. Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins is the best you faced in 19 games playing quarterback, and then you go face Mahomes. I think that's a step up in class, to say the least, uh, you know, for this uh, statistically strong uh, Philadelphia defense. Yeah, this is looking to be more of like a high-variant Super Bowl, like the Atlanta Patriots game or, you know, any of them that come to mind, the Eagles, Patriots, you know, some of those. I don't think it's going to be the Rams, Patriots, the one – I, I really did well in, and I've, I've, I did all right in the others. I at least broke even on some of those uh, high-variant ones. I, I stayed away from some of them. I actually had a couple receivers over, and I might have that in this situation as well. But uh, this game looks like it could be a lot of high-variance, not a sleeper under like I usually like. All right, JVT, uh, get to the props. The first prop that you like, you're looking at Mahomes. If he can if he can still, in a key spot, get a few yards uh, and get out of bounds with one week uh, coming back from that high ankle sprain, with three weeks, he'll even be that much more um, <clears throat> more mobile. Uh, 17 and a half rushing yards is the total for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I'm just kind of playing this as like a market that has watered this down a bit. If you looked throughout the regular season, you know, this is a guy whose rushing props were generally in the mid-20s, uh, maybe even a little bit higher as the season went along. And, and keep in mind, too, we should note, like in the last six games for Patrick Mahomes, this doesn't even include the ankle injury, but he only surpassed 20 yards twice. So he has been running less even before the ankle injury. But for me, this is just kind of mine at a market low. Some spots open as low as 10, 10 and a half on this one. Uh, if we're talking about just kind of coming in and seeing 
seeing the market maybe overfactoring in this ankle injury. I think this is part of that number. So one, betting that over. Uh, by the way, Bet Rivers they have a great way it's set up where you can choose essentially the different uh, numbers you want to bet over. So if you want to lay a little bit more and get a little bit of a lower number, there's plenty of options right. there for you. But uh, but I think I wanted that because it's a fair number to lay. It's still under the threshold that I want. And the other part of this, guys, is you know generally a good pass rushing team like the Philadelphia Eagles, you would not think that lends itself to running. But every once in a while against a good pass rushing team, if that pass rush gets a little bit too far back, that opens up that pocket really nicely for a guy to get a big scramble in and maybe go over these yards. So um, I got burned in uh, the 49ers and uh, Chiefs Super Bowl by that Patrick Mahomes rushing prop, but he decided to run backwards and I lost it by a hook. Uh, but I'm ready to get hurt again. So I went over 17 and a half. All right, over 17 and a half rushing yards. It's minus 115 at the Bet Rivers right now. Randy, uh, you're looking at Mahomes, but uh, you're looking at uh, maybe to throw the first interception of the game. Yeah, we have Mahomes over rushing yards as well. That's another one on my list here that uh, I didn't tell you before the show, so uh, we concur with that one. I have about a list of about 20 here that maybe aren't at Bet Rivers, but uh, if you want me to mention them, I will. Uh, yeah, I have Mahomes to throw. I think both quarterbacks will probably throw an interception this game. Mahomes will be taking more of the risk early. And uh, got this at a little better number than 137, but still think it's playable. You know, he uh, if he goes downfield, you know, I, I, I suspect the Eagles will cover Kelsey pretty well and uh, make him go to the receivers. So uh, this is more of a variant prop of uh, him throwing the ball more downfield, giving us more opportunities for that interception before Hurts throws one probably in the uh, – later in the game in the second half. All right. Uh, Holmes' first interception at Bet Rivers is minus 137. 825 Super Bowl props on the Bet Rivers menu uh, right now. JVT, your next prop. You Later at Miles Sanders, his uh, rushing yards total is at 60 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, this is really fascinating dynamic, I think, in the backfield for Philly. But very quietly, since that Chicago Bears game, Miles Sanders has kind of disappeared for the Philadelphia Eagles. He had a couple of good games, but for the most part, his average is well down. He's only averaging four yards to carry. Uh, over the course of those six games, has barely run for over about 350 yards or so. The production is really dipped, and by PFF standards, he's actually the lowest-graded running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, only at about a 60 PFF rushing grade, uh, Miles Sanders is. And you also have to worry, I think, about Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell very explosive over the same time span he's averaging about 5.7 yards per carry so I think he eats into that rushing total for Miles Sanders but I also just think Sanders hasn't been very effective um, and I think when you're looking at it overall if, if it plays out the way that I expect where I think you know the Chiefs are the the uh, more undervalued team that the Chiefs are going to be able to play their game that the Eagles will have to keep up at some point in terms of scoring uh, in what looks like a volatile game from a scoring standpoint I think that puts more of the onus on Hertz than it does this backfield. So under 60 and a half for Miles Sanders, who has not been that great over the last six games and has a couple of explosive backs behind him. I think that was worth laying a small price, a uh, small price at about minus uh, 113 or so. All right. Uh, so Miles Sanders under 60 and a half rushing yards. Uh, the price at Bet Rivers right now is minus 113. All right, Randy, uh, your, uh, your next one here on Bet Rivers. Um, they're looking at uh, the sacks. Uh, the amount of sacks, the total for the game is five and a half. Yeah, and this is one I usually like in uh, all games, of course. I root for sacks. I root for punts. I root for low scoring. <laughs> I root for all that. But uh, this is one actually where you can get plus money. And a lot of uh, props, I bet, and a lot of props people, you know, that are 
pretty sharp. You're always laying money. So getting a small plus price here is a little bit against the grain. Um, I like to, you know, like we've talked, this game's going to be a high variant, a lot of passing. Uh, these quarterbacks sometimes are tough to get sacked, but they've been banged up a little bit. So, uh, and we've seen uh, the Eagles, they have very good, you know, they got four guys over 10 sacks. You know, Reddick uh, leading the case there as well. You know, on the other side, Chris Jones can disrupt a game at any time. You know, Eagles will have to put extra guys on him. It could be another guy that comes through like Clark or a couple of their other guys. And uh, this could get over that number. So uh, getting a small plus price here on five and a half, I thought was a little bit of value. So I'll take that. There, it's what, exactly what it is at Bet Rivers. Plus 114 at Bet Rivers on over five and a half sacks. And JVT, uh, you Sanders, you like him under rushing yards. It's kind of correlated with your next prop, the longest rush. You're looking at Kenneth Gainwell. Of course, he had that, that big one against the Giants for a, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is one like you want, want some fun. You want some plus money in there. Uh, so let's throw it in that kind of follows my game script. Uh, I get it, Genwell's explosive. I mean, you mentioned it. We saw that run, as I mentioned, over the last six games, averaging nearly six yards a carry. Uh, if they're going to draw up a home run hitting type play that has the potential to go for a long run, it would be Gainwell. Um, I just like this kid a lot. I think he's a super, super fast and explosive type of guy that also makes the most of what he gets. Right. Even in terms of using his run blocking and some of the metrics point to that as well. From a PFF standpoint, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles highest graded rusher over this 16 sample set has been using since uh, Miles Sanders has had a dip in production. And again, plus 750. What's not uh, fun to root for? Plus 750. So longest rush of the game that includes amongst the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Uh, he might get burned on like a trick little end around or something. But I think a plus 750 with the explosiveness that Gainwell shows, thought that was worth throwing some money on. All right, there you go. What, what is what? How many carries is he getting per game uh, lately, JVT? I'll, I'll get that for you in two seconds. Yeah, and so uh, I mean, a plus seven fifty instead instead of you know kind of a first TD or uh, mm-hmm. you know that's kind of the same type of uh, price you're looking at right there at uh, plus seven fifty is where it is right now at Bet Rivers for Kenneth Gainwell to have the longest rush in the game. Well, JVT looks that up, uh, Randy. What about Eagles scoring first? Don't they feel that there's sort of a they kind of have that front runner. They want to play from uh, in front. They they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to, they want to maintain, they want to run the ball first, run the ball first. Uh, and KC is a defer team. Wouldn't that give the Eagles the first possession and maybe uh, to score first? Is that, am I, is my logic uh, in line with what you're thinking? Yeah, both teams like to defer. Unfortunately, uh, the only team that was left out of the four that like take the ball was was uh, Cincinnati and they they had done that so both teams like to defer um the Sirianni maybe might switch course but uh it's not inflected in the odds so if you want to take a shot at that that's uh, it's up to you uh for them to get the ball yeah, first that's and, what I'm thinking I mean the, the two playoff games they got the ball first they went right down the field and scored seven nothing against the Giants seven nothing against even though they got a call against San Francisco so I mean would he not want to especially with his young quarterback this young coach he is he does do things a little on order hey man he he went for it on on his own 34 is seven seven game in the second quarter so I mean, uh, he's he's shown that he will. He's got an automatic play with the bush push while it's still legal. I think they'll eventually uh, change that rule, but still, 
Um, I'm, I'm thinking that you're saying that the line doesn't reflect that he's a, typically a defer guy. Yeah, he's a defer guy, but you might see him take a shot. I mean, you've seen it in New Orleans. Uh, your guy, Sean Payton, all of a sudden did a surprise onside kick second half. You know, you <laughs> might make that kind of move. You never know. So, well, you know, that, that with, the, with the new rule. Goals. With the new rule that's done, but uh, that's your guy now. He's in Colorado, okay, with John Payton. <laughs> JVT, did you find those uh, gain well numbers? Yeah, and can I say real quick, as a Colts fan, you both can oh. have Sean Payton because I uh, I remember that <laughs> uh, that uh, surprise onside kick very well. Uh, yeah, so since uh, this t- timetable that I'm talking about, he's averaged just over six carries per game, and as we know, over the last two both playoff games, 26 total carries for Kenneth Gainwell. So uh, his workload has gone up exponentially once we got to the postseason. Well, the Manning family uh, doesn't exactly uh, have an, an urge to play for a Louisiana team, whether it be college or pro. So we always thought that a Manning would throw a Super Bowl clinching uh, 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 touchdown for a uh, for a Louisiana team. So we got that pick six uh, in that Super Bowl. It's made it a little extra sweet. Let me ask you guys this one, another one I have. Um, Hurts numbers are definitely – skewed a little bit because they had blowouts and they sat on leads in both playoff games. But still, he is not quite what we, we you know, what, what he was before injury. That's to say, 239 and a half at Bet Rivers. Now, you can slide the scale and go to 259, but 239 is basically the even, even. That's a big number. Is it not for his passing yardage? Yeah, and you look at that reflected against uh, uh, another book, I won't mention their name. Uh, starts with a W. Uh, their uh, their sports book is really low on Hertz in the Super Bowl, and uh, I, I've I've always respected their opinions on the props. They were the first ones to really do it. So if you uh, if you like to go against Hertz, which I'll probably have some bets against Hertz. Hertz, I'm kind of waiting till post, kind of on some of these unders. That'll be one that I go under on. All right, uh, JVT, uh, 239.5 seem a little high to you? Yeah, I, I think so. I think when you're talking about like projecting the way that this game might go, now you could get burned if uh, Kansas City gets out to a big lead, obviously, then he's forced to drop back, maybe throw it a couple of more times. But if you even look, you know, Jimmy, you mentioned the numbers maybe being a little skewed given the game situations. But this is why I like sites like Pro Football Focus. I mean, you're talking about his last three games from a grading standpoint, 44.4, 65.5, 62.3. are not good. They're not good passing grades at all uh, for Jalen Hurts and what we have seen. And if you look to his adjusted accuracy over the last few games that he has played uh, in terms of just literal ball placement, it's been very below average for Jalen Hurts. So, and you even like compare it to a guy like um, uh, AJ Brown, right? AJ Brown over his last six games with Jalen Hurts as his quarterback, his reception rate is just about 60%. So he's only gathering in 60% of his targets. He's only got two drops over that span. So what does that tell you? It tells you that he's getting inaccurate balls thrown to him. He's being targeted, but the balls aren't aren't there or where they're supposed to be. So I think that's a little high for Hurts. I think we've kind of seen not a regression, but also ties in with the injury, which you don't like, right? Because it's a shoulder injury that could tie into it too. But I think that's pretty high for Jalen Hurts, given what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. He, uh, if uh, Shanahan uh, challenges the call and you throw, you take away that thirty-six yard uh, reception there. He threw for eighty-five yards against San Francisco, even in a uh, spot where the, you uh, sat on the lead. Uh, it's far from that number, but we will see uh, if they call a lot of penalties uh, in this game. All right, to review. All right, Randy and JVT are on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, 
Randy, it's a uh, money line plus one oh seven plus one oh seven right now at Bet Rivers, and that's what JVT likes as well. Money line plus one oh seven. Uh, the props for JVT: uh, Mahomes rushing yards over seventeen and a half at Bet Rivers. It's minus one fifteen. Miles Sanders under sixty and a half rushing yards, minus one thirteen. And Kenneth Gainwell longest rush. In the game at plus 750, taking a shot in that one. Randy McKay's uh, props, uh, sacks for the game. Total sacks over five and a half, plus money at Bet Rivers, plus 114. And Mahomes' first interception, minus 137 uh, at uh, Bet Rivers. 16 and three for the postseason. This will conclude our NFL season, guys. Uh, man, uh, thank you so much. It's been fun. Uh, great information and a lot of success with our picks. Our picks for the season, we had a little bit of a hole to get out of uh, for the uh, regular season. We've now, well, for the whole season, 121, 111, and four, over 52%. JVT finished uh, going into the Super Bowl, 61.4%, 35, 20, 35, 22, and three. Randy McKay, 58% at 37 and 27. Final thoughts, start with you, JVT. Uh, I'm excited. Well, you know, you love Super Bowls and I Super Bowl parties and throwing dollars down on commercial breaks and things like that. So uh, uh, this is cool. It's been a lot of fun doing this. It's always a lot more fun when you have some success. So hopefully that carries into the last game of the season. And I, I could see you right now, Randy McKay, doing a little jig to uh, to uh, Rihanna at halftime. Uh, you, what's, your, what's your plans for the big game? Oh, is that who's playing at halftime? I didn't know. I was hoping to be Kiss or ACDC or somebody like that. Somebody cool. But, uh, but uh, my plans for the game is to do any Are they still alive? <laughs> yeah, you should look them up, uh, JVT. You'll like them. But uh, my plans for the game is to do the end game. I'll be uh, in Denver, and I'll probably go out and celebrate, you know, probably hit some bars after the game. But uh, – do the end game, see if I can find some deficiencies like I did last year in the Super Bowl. Worked out pretty well for me. And a little sad this, you know, it's the end of the end of the Super Bowl season, end of the NFL season, and we got, you know, another, what, six months till uh, preseason starts again. And, 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 I, and I remind uh, everybody, too, the end game is so more appreciated in these playoff games where the games just slow down. We're geared to watch six, eight games at once, you know, and who cares if they got oh, TV, you know, commercials. The end game pauses the game because the TV is behind the actual numbers and the odds. So this gives you t- more than enough time. And keep in mind also, at halftime, a lot of these uh, props, these individual props, will be reset. So you won't, you might not have 825 at halftime, but you're still going to have a, a plenty big enough menu. Uh, and so if you if you're looking for some in game for Jonathan Von Tobel, Randy McKay, thank you guys, great work uh, over the season. I'm Jimmy Ott for the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.